And I want to encourage us today. I want to encourage you to be bold. We're going to look at a woman that was bold. A woman that had bled for 12 years. Who would have been ostracized from her community because of that. The shame of her affliction would have had her people sort of looking at her and moving away from her. Her feeling ostracized from her community. But this woman sees something in Christ. She sees something in him and his ability. She hears about him and his ability to do some things. And she's vulnerable. Just imagine this. She's this woman. She's shunned. She's an outcast from her community. But she sees because she's heard about this person called Jesus. She knows he's the answer. And with all that going on, she makes an active choice of her will to get to him. I want that for you and me today. An active choice. We're not going to let fear get in the way of what God wants to do, are we? We're not going to let insecurity get in the way of what God wants to do. In fact, Lord, right now I just bind fear, I bind insecurity, I bind double-mindedness, I bind unbelief in your name, Father, and I loosen faith into and through and over everybody in this auditorium right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Today is about you. It's about him. And I just want to remind us of that because it's very easy to get consumed with the outworkings of Christ and chase those things instead of chasing him. Because as we know and we've discussed as a community that this life will end and so if it was all about healing, why do we die physically? We know we don't die spiritually. We live on where we will be received perfect bodies. So there's something way more than just this earth, 75 years on this planet. It's all there. Everything God gives us, the Holy Spirit, the prophecy, healing, all these things are to point us towards him and a future in him that is so rich, an inheritance. That word inheritance means his possession. It's him in this incredible thing called a new heaven and a new earth with the intimacy that God wants for his people is no different to this. The Father, the Son, and his bride, a marriage covenant. That's what has and always has been the purpose of God for you and I before we were even created was a marriage, relationship, covenant, lasting forever. Accepting what he did on the cross is just your open door to that reality. It is not the end. It is not the big thing. The big thing is a marriage in heaven to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords to be that close with him forever that's why we have to align ourselves to him and his reality and allow his work to be performed in us because we have to allow his work to be performed in us we are becoming like him because on the day he returns he wants to see himself in us because that is the bride of Christ blameless spotless holy wrinkle free perfection personified looking like him 
And that is an incredible love story between God and his church. And you know what? We have been robbed from that reality. And the enemy has come to steal, kill and destroy and deceive us from the ultimate picture, the ultimate truth. And if we've got eyes to see it, it is painted throughout this entire book in the Old Testament and the New Testament. What an incredible story. And healing today, the reason God gives us healing, it's to enlighten us, maybe for the first time, to realize there is a God and to enlighten us to the reality of this story. And maybe as a follower, you've discovered Christ. Healing is also to awaken you to know him more and his ways more that you would live in this reality now. It's for now. Isn't it cool? And so it's about him. And let me just read uh, just quickly, just John 20, uh, 30 to 31. This isn't part of it, but God just spoke to me about this before. It says, Therefore many other signs Jesus also performed in the presence of the disciples, which are not written in this book, but these have been written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in his name. Him. Last week, the rest is him that we are in him. Everything is contained in him. Everything is found in him. Paul said, I am preaching nothing but the Christ and the Christ crucified. Why? Because everything, everything, the depth of truth is found in us knowing him. And healing just points us towards him. Is it awesome? Yes. Does he break us free from certain things? Yes. Do we want it in our lives? Yes. Does God command it? Yes. He sent his disciples to go do it? Yes. But for the reason, for the purpose of knowing him and your ultimate possession, which is you and him together. Okay. I'm going to read you an amazing story about someone in our community. So have a listen to this. Hi, Greg. I felt the Holy Spirit prompted me to share my testimony to bless and encourage all who are fasting and praying this week for the upcoming healing services, so I thought I'd email you. Can I just, I don't want to embarrass anybody, but who did fast and pray this week for this? That is awesome. I don't know about you guys, but there is a difference right now in the atmosphere. I can feel faith charging in here. I can feel it in my spirit. And can I encourage us not to just do this once in a blue moon, do it every week. Pick a day because it's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle of worship. So I want to encourage us in that. During the week leading up to this last healing service of November, I've been desperately praying for three things. For a miracle for a close friend of my mum's who was in her final stages of fighting cancer. For the healing of a debilitating back injury to my husband who's not a Christian yet. I just added that. <laughs> and for my baby boy who needs an operation. Late on, the, late on the Monday night, while I was laying in bed praying to God for these people and for a few hours sleep, sorry, for these people, and for a few hours sleep as I'd been up heaps um, to our kids the previous few nights, I felt a sudden tingling starting at the crown of my head and work its way down my back. As I was wondering what it was, I heard a voice say, see, this is how I work. 
and I received a revelation that in praying for others, I received my healing. I had been diagnosed with multiple sclerosis in January 2010 when I suffered a pretty serious episode of impaired speech, impaired cognition and difficulty swallowing. Scans of my brain showed up masses of lesions, nerve inflammation and damage throughout. Our daughter was just seven months old and the prospect of living with such a progressive, debilitating disease really rocked my husband and I. Many of my family and friends rallied around in prayer and support and I began a wonderful journey back to God. Around October last year, I suddenly realized and started believing I must have been healed. As all my doctors were amazed, I hadn't suffered any further symptoms. It had been nearly two years since I was diagnosed. We'd been blessed with another baby and I hadn't had another episode. I began emailing emailing the friend... (laughs) I began emailing the friend of my mum's who was struggling with cancer, telling her of God's amazing love and healing power in my life and encouraging her with Bible verses. So I guess, I'd thought, so I, guess I hadn't thought to pray for my own healing as I believed it was already a reality. But God knew that I needed healing from my doubt, doubt that he would consider me special enough or worthy recipient of such a massive gift and of the fear that the disease would rear its ugly head again to impact on my life. While I believed he could heal me, I didn't necessarily think he would heal me for the long term. His tangible touch that night and words of affirmation were the greatest and most unexpected blessing. I'm constantly reminded of Ephesians 3.20. Now to him who was able to do far more abundantly above all we ask or think. In January this year, I went back to see my neurologist, neurologist in Australia who wanted to repeat my brain scans and discuss starting uh, daily injections for my treatment. I was so excited that she couldn't believe I was still so well and free of symptoms. The scans confirmed the awesome work God had done in me. The inflammation in my brain had disappeared, leaving just tiny areas of scarring and there were no new lesions. She wondered what I had been doing to keep the disease at bay and I said, lots of praying. She told me to keep doing it and didn't want to see me again unless I had any problems. So I now know that I did receive my healing mentally and physically In November last year, in advance of the healing service, God just blows my mind. I've been seeing a picture that that past couple of weeks during our Sunday morning worship of God and Jesus dancing like they're at a dance party while we're singing, worshipping them like they're getting excited, ready to rock and roll and open up their floodgates for the rock community. Hallelujah. Kim. Incredible, eh? Have a listen to this story about this woman uh, sorry, in Mark 5. Come with me to Mark 5. This is 25. Mark 5, 25. So I want to keep encouraging you to bring your word. It's a living document. God will speak to you through it even, if, even, even as I speak He'll give you some other truth that he wants to communicate with you a woman who had a hemorrhage for 12 years and had endured much at the hands of many physicians and had spent all that she had and was not helped at all but rather had grown worse after hearing about Jesus she came up in the crowd behind him and touched his cloak for she thought if I just touch his garments 
I will get well. Immediately the flow of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of her affliction. Immediately Jesus, perceiving in himself that the power proceeding from him had gone forth, turned around in the crowd and said, Who touched my garments? And his disciples said to him, You see the crowd pressing in on you and you say, Who touched me? And he looked around to see the woman who had gone, who had done this. But the woman, fearing and trembling, aware of what, aware of what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. Before I just, I just want to give us four thoughts. Um, but we have to understand that there is absolutely no formula to this thing called healing. There's not a one to six step program that you follow. There is absolutely no formula. It's an act of his will. It's an act of his sovereignty. But when certain elements are present, when uh, these elements are expressed, we see in Scripture that God does release healing into people's lives. And so when there is an atmosphere and there are things present in the atmosphere, it, it, it can, doesn't necessarily mean, but it can activate heaven and there's an interaction between heaven and earth and people get set free from things. And I want to look at some of those things just once again just to increase and just continue to build this environment of faith right now. So don't switch off. I want you to switch on. I want you to press in. And if you're one of those people that we just talked about before, if you've got some of those things, then just continue to allow this faith to build. The first thing that this woman did, which was incredible, she had a tenacity and a perseverance to not let the past dictate her future. You see, she'd been to doctors. She'd been to the medical profession 12 years. The Bible says that she'd spent her whole entire income on trying to get well. Can you imagine that? 12 years of being sick, going to the professionals, trying to get well. You'd be a little bit depressed, a little bit like this isn't going to work. You're going to hear tonight from Rochelle who had to press in over years of coming up to altar calls and God not fulfilling some of the things and then in a moment in time, bang, why? Because she pressed in. And this is the same with this woman. She was determined not to let her past dictate her future. Why? Because she saw something. She heard something, the Bible says, about someone. So I want to encourage you this morning. Maybe you've been up for, you want to get healed of something this morning, and you've been asking God for the last 10, 12, 3 months. Don't let any disappointment stop you coming today. I'm believing that God is going to heal my knees of arthritis. He's done half a work. I've, prayed, I've had two sessions where he's prayed and I feel tangible power come into my knees. So I'm still going after that. I'm not allowing the last, the last 33 years of my life to stop me coming and just pressing in. And this woman wasn't the same. And I don't want us to be the same. So don't let the past dictate what God wants to do today. That's the first Thought. The second thought was that she made an active choice of her will to believe in what she had heard about him. 
verse 27, after hearing about Jesus. You've just heard an incredible testimony about what Jesus has done in this person's life. And she heard that and actively chose to engage her will with that and say, that's not my reality yet, but I'm going to choose it and grab hold of it and believe it for me. And so some of us today have to make an active choice of our will to hear some of the things in his word, the testimony, and go, I'm believing that for me today. Faith. Activate your faith. Bible says all we have to have is a tiny little mustard seed. Do you know how small a mustard seed is? It's so tiny you'd never see it if I held it up. Faith in what? In Him. His ability to move. His ability to heal. His ability to set you free. I'm sure if the God of the universe can hold the the, the universe in the palm of His hand, we can have faith that He would set us free. Today. Not tomorrow. Not last week, not in the future, but today. And just a thought that's just come to my mind, some of us go, oh, it's okay, I pray for someone else, but don't heal me. It's okay, God, I don't need healing. That's wrong. God wants to heal you today. Sometimes I've had that mindset. You know, it's like, oh, not really worried about my knees. I just want to press in. And there's truth in that. I'm pressing in. I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm pressing into the, the greater things At the same time, that mindset could rob you from your healing. So I want to encourage you today. No, no. If you need healing, ask him. Come forward. Be vulnerable. Step into the vulnerability place, the unknown, and go, here I am. And at the same time, lay hands on others because we're going to do that as well. Listen to what Romans 10, 17 says, the Amplified. I love it. It says, faith comes by hearing, in brackets, what is told. What you're hearing today, what is told, what is proclaimed, hear it. Faith comes as I hear the story, as I hear truth. And I'm aligning myself to that. It says, and what is heard comes by the preaching of the message that came from the lips of Christ, the Messiah himself. He told his disciples to what? Go into the world. Lay hands on the sick, cast out demons, raise the dead, go make disciples, allow my kingdom to come in you and through you and see this whole earth transformed through my power. Mate, what a commission, isn't it? So much of the church is held back because we lack faith. And we focus on ourselves, focus on Him. I want to encourage you today, step out in faith, not on you. Well, I, I can't, I, I, yeah, you can't, but He can. And He wants to use every single one of us to fulfill His calling. The Israelites didn't enter the rest of God. I said this last week, because why? They didn't unite faith to the word or message that they heard about their inheritance in Hebrews. Jesus himself, he couldn't perform many miracles. Why? Because of a lack of faith, a lack of unbelief in his own community. We must approach the throne of grace with an active choice of our will to believe in him, 
This is why faith is so important to receive healing. So not only a tenacity and a perseverance to not let the past dictate your future, but I want you to make an active choice to engage in today. Engage. Get in it. Don't stand on the outside of it looking in. Get in it. Get out the boat into water. It's an active pursuit, this relationship. It's not passive. There are no such things as passive Christians. Active followers. Come follow me. We're going somewhere. It's why we see Jesus saying constantly, what does he say? He says things like this. Your faith has made you well. According to your faith, it shall be done. He saw their faith. That's an interesting concept, isn't it? That Jesus saw faith in people. Faith in what? Their faith in Him. Not faith in themselves. Their faith in Him. She heard. She was stirred by our hearing. I'd heard these stories about this man that heals. Man, I've had an affliction for 12 years. I'm ostracized from my community. I'm an outcast. I feel unworthy, unloved. But I'm hearing a frequency that resonates with me. And I'm going to step into this thing and receive what I want from Him. Third thought. Her thinking was aligned to kingdom realities. This is huge. For she thought, if I just touch his garments, I will get well. For she thought it's possible. Think about this. Is it possible? Twelve years. Tried everything. Been everywhere. Paid all the money. It's got a lot of those Reader's Digest things, isn't it? Got nothing. (laughs) She thought accurately. It's so imperative that our minds are aligned to the possibilities of kingdom realities. If we are to experience all that God has for us, including his healing in our lives. See, our minds are a gateway. Think about this. Our minds are a gateway that will either release or restrict. A gate will either release the sheep or restrict the sheep. A gate will either release you onto someone's property or restrict you from on someone's property. And Christians, are, their gate is to release things, not restrict But if our thinking is inaccurate, if we have wrong mindsets, we actually can restrict what God wants to do. And so we've got to understand that our minds are gateways that are to release kingdom. I will build my church and the gates of hell will not overcome my church. My church actually pushed back the gates of hell. Boom. Push your back. 
Who plays basketball here? Anybody? Who has played basketball? Offensive, defensive. The church is to be an offensive team. Bringing forth through his word, his authority, hearing his voice, obeying his voice, not on our own strength, not on our own initiatives, hearing him through intimacy and being obedient to that and stepping forth and not praying but declaring healing. Jesus said, don't pray for the sick. He said, go and heal the sick. And so we're going to heal the sick today. We're not going to ask him to do it. We're going to command it to happen because we have been given his authority. The same authority Jesus had, you have. Now, do you believe that? What are you saying to yourself right now? I don't believe that, Greg. Is your mind a gate that will release today or restrict? And as like good shepherds, we release the sheep into a greater pasture, seeing his freedom come. Spirit of the Lord is upon him, it's upon you to preach the good news, to bring recovery of sight to the blind, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. His kingdom come. In us first, through us second. Her thinking was aligned to this kingdom reality. You see, we see Jesus rebuking Peter When Jesus is going to go to Jerusalem to die and he says this, he says, get behind me, you have the mind of man, not of God. Peter, you have the mind of man, not of my father. And the reality, guys, is the enemy comes to deceive you right here. 2 Corinthians 11, 1-3, go read it. He comes to deceive us in our minds. Because he knows that's where the battlefield is. He knows if I can stop them believing in it, if I can feed them enough lies, if I can feed them the thoughts, then they won't do it. They won't step out and believe. Transformed thinking releases healing and much more of God's truth into our lives. How I started. I painted a picture of the true purpose for the church of Jesus Christ as a wedding ceremony. So not only does a transformed mind via the Holy Spirit do not conform to the patterns of the world but be transformed through the renewing of the mind via the Holy Spirit. No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind or heart has entertained what God has in store for what? Those who love him through the Spirit. What he's saying is if you love him, you'll spend the time with him. You spend the time with him, he will reveal truth through the Holy Spirit. If you don't love him, you won't spend time with him. You'll be deceived from a greater reality God's trying to get you into. This is why our minds are so important. They're a gateway that not only release healing, they release the fullness of truth that is in and contained in his truth. Transform thinking. Via the Holy Spirit, not through the willpower of man. This is the willpower of man. Got to cram all this in. And this is the Spirit. Illuminate, Father. Illuminate by the Holy Spirit what you're saying. Why this? 
Why that? What does that look like? Show me in my spirit. Reveal to me in my spirit for my mind then to catch it. So we have to have a correct thinking. This woman had, her thinking was aligned. The last thing, she understood Christ as the source of healing and came to him. She understood Christ, Jesus, is, was, still is today, the source of all healing. And she came to him. After hearing about Jesus, she came up in the crowd behind him and touched his clothes. Yahweh, Father God, Yahweh is the source of healing, nothing else. Now, don't hear, don't hear me incorrectly. Yes, we can heal through medicine and all those things that God has given. But what I'm talking about is other ways, Reiki, all that stuff. God is the God of healing. Jesus Christ is the God of healing. He is our healer. And so she pushed through the crowd. Remember, she's been ostracized. Remember, she's unworthy. She thinks she's all these things, but I'm still coming. I'm coming. I'm pushing through. If I can just reach and touch his garment, the back, that's how she felt. Couldn't come to the front. Just get a touch of his cloak on the back. It'll be enough. See, if she'd really know who she fully was if she's a Christian, she would have come straight around to the front and stood right in front of his face. Said, oh, well, I'm after your healing. Spirit of sonship would come, not at the back, right to the front. Boldly come into the throne of grace. No matter what I've done five minutes ago, last night, I'm going to ask us in the process to ask for forgiveness for things you may have done. There's power. James 5.16 says, ask, confess with your mouth to your brother and then you'll be healed. So she comes boldly before him. You have to be vulnerable. She was vulnerable. But she overcame all those things and pressed in. And so what have we said today, real quick, if I can just get um, one of the musicians up, it'd be great. And we're going to go after this thing. So she had a tenacity and a perseverance to not let the past dictate her future. She made an active choice of her will to believe in what she'd heard about Jesus. Her thinking was aligned to kingdom realities and she understood Christ was the source of her healing. Now what I want us to do, if you can just flick 